Yo, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Nick and Griff Show. Today is Saturday. It is July 23rd. It is 9-11 a.m. I'm excited to be jumping in here to another episode with my boy. Griff, how was your week, man? We didn't get to talk a whole lot this week. I know that you earned a nice little check. Excited for you about that, brother. I know you're hurting on the taxes side of things, but uh, how was your week, man? It was good. I treat my job like I treated uh, football largely after I left Albany when it was like all on you. I just put my work in. You know what I'm saying? I grind. I put my head down. I work. Um, and then I stop working. My real thing is, is like, what can we, you know, start doing in other places? But work was good. It's always rewarding. It's fun. It was a good time. Um, how about yourself? Your project is almost done or you guys are closing it's, up it's- that deal? Yeah, it's getting there. There's still some uh, there's still some stuff that's happening that needs to get done. Uh, but we're we're making a ton of progress, and the client that we're working with and for is a great client, and excited to be working with them. It it looks like there's some other projects that they're going to be doing in the Oklahoma City area. So it looks like we may be we may be able to do some more work with them, which would be great. And uh, yeah, so it's it's cool, you know, on the estimating side, I typically didn't get to see a lot of the day to day work and progress that's being made on the pro- projects. And so it's fun to, to go walk around some job sites. I, I've got uh, one building owner right now that that calls me when he needs work, which is really cool. And uh, so we're doing a bunch of work in there right now. And I went up there yesterday, got to walk around and see everything that we're doing. And man, it's so cool to see. uh what construction really is, you know, and these inside this building is a lot of interior renovations. Um, The one Griff that you were referring to, we, I mean, it's 42,000 square feet and it's, we're just clearing the whole thing out. They're going to fill it up with classic cars. It's going to be really cool. And so I I think it's really cool to kind of see like, Hey, this is where we started, right? This all started in in the blueprints. And, uh, and then we go through the prints, we get the numbers, we get, we, we assemble the team and then they go out and they start putting everything together and start building and demoing and all this kind of stuff and uh, really cool stuff. So, yeah, it was a good week, man. Sounds busy. Eh, a little bit. But uh, let's uh, let's jump into these markets here right quick. I know um, we've had uh, we had a little bit of bullish action here earlier in the week, and that was exciting. And then we've had a little bit of a dip off again here. So uh, let me see. Let me turn this off. So, yeah, we had a little bit of bullish movements in the markets this week. Uh, We had some, let's look at the last month. So let's see here. From this is, you know, mid-June, we've had a run up. Mid-June at the bottom, you're at, you know, 19, 19 and a half or so, right around there. And we go all the way up to 24 and some change. And uh, now we've kind of fallen back off a little bit. Now we're sitting around 22.3, which, you know, again, this is all just short-term price action. Doesn't really, don't really know what it means. It's the the shorter term you get, it's like the more difficult it is to really understand what it means. Um, I think it it's definitely important to like zoom out and look look at things from a a, a longer perspective. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Let's check out the S and P. The S&P had a, had a decent week, finishing in the green here. A good month for the S&P 500. Um, kind of have a big shoot there in, what is this? What's our date here? Uh, oh, June. Yeah, late June. 
So late June, you kind of have a big shoot, and then it falls off again, comes back up early July, falls back off to mid-July. And similar to Bitcoin, had a big run from mid-July into uh, into today. So, And I'm sure the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones look exactly the same. Sure they do. You know, I did see something that was kind of interesting talking about 10-year Treasury yields. Um, when I guess whenever they've really bottomed out, uh, I get... I guess I don't really want to speak on it too much because I didn't really read into it a whole lot. But something about the 10-year yield, whenever it spiked or something like that, or whenever it dropped down low or something like that, um, it was the bottom of the uh, of the S&P 500. And so I guess I guess this may be a signal or something, but I don't know. Everybody's got their own signals. Everything. You know, everybody's got something that they track, and like this is this means this, and but who knows? You know. What does this also, stuff really mean anyway? I also think when it comes to where we're at currently in all of these markets, you know, just, I mean, everything as a whole, the globe's economy as a whole, I don't really think anybody truly knows where we're headed because there's been so much bad policy put in place by so many um, bad politicians. I mean, it, let's just call it what it is. Governments around the world are running things into the ground and there is really no telling when like all of this stuff will bottom. Everybody likes to say that there's like um, it came out that Tesla sold 75% of their Bitcoin in Q2. And so now, and then that is kind of what led to three arrows getting kind of liquidated, like all the Celsius stuff, like a lot of that started happening because well, Tesla sold it. Okay. Well, who, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, does that mean it's a bottom or does that mean like Tesla just sold it? I don't really feel like that's a bottoming indicator. Um, it just makes me feel like Tesla didn't at the end of the day, believe in the product or Elon needed some money or who really knows, but it doesn't, in my opinion, mean it's a bottom. It's there's still clearly leverage in the market. There's still clearly like a lot of fake money out there. So I don't know. I feel like I just heard you say bottoming indicator. It's like, now, see, that's that's that is a shit coin. That uh, is a shit know, coin Nick right just, there. Just a the big Doge huge coin. spike, and this yeah. is and this is everybody. Oh my god, I made so much money! I made so much money! I made so much money! And then here's like, it's gonna come back again. Hold, hold the line. And then everybody's and then everybody's like, oh yeah, this is a shit coin. Oh, it is. You know, a shit I, coin. you know who I feel for oh, every time we start oh. looking at this market check, Nick is traders. Because oh. one, I do respect how smart they are. Like I, 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 I very much respect that. But I just watched Margin Call last night on um, Netflix, mm -hmm. and I'm, sh I mean, I'm sure it's worse today. But what a stressful, uh, meaningless. Sorry to anybody who's a trader that listens to the show, but like what you do doesn't really, in my opinion, really mean anything or do anything for the world. You're just sucking capital out of situations and like trading and trying to make money. I don't really think there's much good in it. Um, I, but what a tough life to live. I mean, you have to be like top echelon smart. And then at the end of the day, something like what we're going through right now could happen where we're in a recession and potentially what if it's a depression? Nobody knows yet. I mean, uh, there's a lot of indicators to say that we just reached all time highs across the board in every single market only due to inflation so everything is bound to pop. Like what what trader is going to survive, you know, a market that crashes 50% or 75% or something like that 
and there's these dead cap bounces where, oh, it goes up. It's a, it had a good month. Like, okay, and then whoom, right back down. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think that any of these markets are truly going to come back right now because if the rates are going up, they're not able to leverage in as well as they were before. And at the end of the day, a lot of the positions held today are largely like made on leverage. I mean, a lot of these institutions that have all the money, like if you have ever seen the movie Margin Call, like they're probably getting to some of these historic lows where they're like, okay, this is not, this is like code red, not good. We need to figure something out. Like I'm sure that's happening across the board in some places. And what does that mean for the 2022 financial crisis? Like, do we want to, I, is it rude to start naming things early? The the 2020 depression, like, like what do we want to call it? Because money <laughs> has been so fake for so long. And as Nick and I know, if you get into Bitcoin, it's been extra fake like the last couple of years on top yeah. of it being extra, extra fake the last 12 years. And I don't know, we could scroll on top market. of it being extra, extra, extra fake since 1971, <laughs> the last 51 yeah. years. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, like I, I've talked to so many people where I tell them, I'm like, I don't have a 401k right now. And they're like, oh, why? I'm like, well, I didn't have much money in one and you know, I, I don't think largely like it's a good time to start buying stocks. So I might as well just wait until I feel like it's actually advantageous for me to do that. Otherwise, I'm just going to buy Bitcoin. I'm just going to save my money in a network that will never debase where one Bitcoin will always be one Bitcoin. And I think my mom, shout out to her, started to understand that a little bit yesterday. She's like, this, this feels just like the Internet, actually. And I'm like, no, it's very similar, except for we're talking about like what money is and the fact that that could literally change into a trustless decentralized open source DLT called, mm. on a blockchain. But, and then, yeah. and then I say all that and then she's, then she's gone and I'm just like, all right, well we have to find a better way to talk this through. But um, I think people are going to come around to it. She's she, the most striking thing from a 59 year old, very smart woman um, was that, in saying like it was like the internet she's like back in my day people didn't understand it she's like there's nothing bitcoin is not it's not there yet like there's nothing i can do with bitcoin or i can't go anywhere with it and i'm like you're right like you really can't spend it in the marketplace as you know we presumably like but contrary to her point there are applications of bitcoin strike what we're going to go through today and what we're going to see and like how you buy Bitcoin, hold Bitcoin. There are really good implementations of layer one and layer two products already, um, which I think is pretty user friendly. I mean, I don't know if everybody here has used Strike thus far, but actually this episode today, Nick and I are going to go over all the ways to self-custody your Bitcoin, buy your Bitcoin, uh, how to send your Bitcoin, where you can buy Bitcoin, maybe the difference between platforms, buying it on exchange, all of these great topics we're going to actually get into today oddly enough but um absolutely yeah i'm excited to jump into this sucker you know um i've had several people ask me how do you buy bitcoin I, okay all right all right i'll buy i'll buy 20 bucks worth of bitcoin you know whatever right how do i buy bitcoin and uh it's kind of funny because even even just like a year ago or a couple of years ago it was even more difficult than it is today Thankfully, there's a ton of investment going into developing the network, right, which is the Bitcoin with a capital B, making the user interface so much more simple and easy to use, right? Uh, but 
you know, with with apps like Robinhood and Cash App uh, and Strike, all those types of things, right, that we're going to jump into. Um, but you've also got to self-custody your Bitcoin to truly own it. If you are holding your Bitcoin on an exchange or some other third-party platform, you don't own that Bitcoin. If your Bitcoin is not stored on a uh, on a self-custody wallet where you own the 12-word seed key, you don't really own that Bitcoin. So the question is, how do I buy Bitcoin and how do I self-custody Bitcoin? That's what we're going to talk about today. So right out of the gates here, we got to talk about Blue Wallet. I think Blue Wallet is, is the most simple, easy to use, uh, beginner wallet. Uh, this is what Griff and I use um, for you know some of our stack right now and uh, love it. It's super simple to use. And so I just want to hop right into this sucker and start getting into how do I actually download the app? Well, we're not going to talk about downloading the app. If you don't know how to download the app, you're just too far gone. <laughs> but download the app, and this is what it's going to look like here once you jump in. So I'm going to share my screen here. Uh, the app would be in the app store, just, I mean, to clarify. It's not like you have to go get these Bitcoin applications somewhere other than the iOS store. They are in the iOS store. So Correct. Yes, just they are fair. in the iOS store. Go to the App Store, and it is all in there. Uh, I know it's on Google Play as well if you're on Android. So once you get logged in, uh, this is what your page is going to look like. It's going to be pretty empty. There's not going to be a whole lot of anything, right? Uh, so right out of the gates here, it's already going to kind of prompt you and pull you toward that Add a Wallet button. So if you tap on that blue Add Now button, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a couple options here. You can, you can name it. Um, we'll just leave it My First Wallet there. But you can do a Bitcoin wallet, a Lightning wallet, or a Vault wallet. So a Bitcoin wallet and a Vault wallet are going to operate the exact same as far as how you actually use them, except a Bitcoin wallet is going to be a 12-word seed phrase, which means uh, that's, that's basically your password, right? Um, and, and the Vault uh, account is going to be a 24-seed phrase uh, passcode. So the Vault is just a little bit more secure. But the Bitcoin wallet is already super duper secure. So you're not going to worry about that. And we're not going to talk about Lightning today. So let's just go ahead and tap on that Bitcoin option. I'm going to tap Create Wallet. Now, here's a very important piece. Uh, and you may, you may see it up here. It says, please take a moment to write down this mnemonic phrase on a piece of paper. It's your backup, and you can use it to recover the wallet. So this key, this, these 12 words in this exact order that is the key to all of the Bitcoin that you store in this wallet. Now, you don't use this day in and day out. It's not like your password in the sense that you log in every day and that's, this is the, these are the words that you use. It's not used like that. This is your backup phrase, your backup mnemonic phrase that you want to write down on a piece of paper. You don't, write, you don't keep this digitally. You keep this analog. You write this down on a piece of paper, write them in order. I just like to go down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all down, all the way down to 12. Write the words down and uh, and then fold that piece of paper up, put it somewhere very safe where it's not going to be stolen. It's not going to be destroyed or to Griff's point. Right. Just remember it. Just remember the 12 words. So now go ahead and write those words down and let's move on to the next step. So, OK, I wrote it down. I'm going to tap that. And now you've got a brand new Bitcoin wallet. So if we tap into this sucker. You'll see that up at the top, it says zero Bitcoin. 
right out of the gates, I want to I want you to tap on that. If you tap on it, it'll say zero sats, which are satoshis, right? One one hundred millionth of one Bitcoin. So you can see it in smaller pieces. And if you tap on it again, you'll also see the dollar amount. So from here, you can actually buy Bitcoin. Uh, I don't I don't think I've ever bought Bitcoin directly on Blue Wallet. Um, I think it's the, the user interface is a little is a little choppy. Um, and I think that there is some decent fees. So we're not going to worry about buying Bitcoin on Blue Wallet. Uh, but for the for the purpose of setting up your wallet, that's it. That's how you do it. That's it. Any questions, Griff? No, pretty simple. And as people maybe need to start understanding the difference between a layer one and a layer two wallet, Blue Wallet is a layer one wallet, meaning that it is not lightning Bitcoin. It is Bitcoin bitcoin it is bitcoin and when you put it onto a layer one application like blue wallet that's why you're paying fees because ultimately miners are minting you your bitcoin or in another sense you are really getting your keys and in order to get your keys somebody has to dispense a little bit of energy to make that bad boy happen because you do have to buy your bitcoin from somebody Right. And that's why you have to self-custody it. Now, I don't really know when you're on Blue Wallet and you're self-custodying your Bitcoin, like who is selling it. But there's always a buyer and there's always a seller until there's not in Bitcoin, which that um, this is not financial advice. That right there should just that's get why you, you want to buy because it's like, <laughs> wait a second, there's only 21 million. And what happens when just nobody wants to sell them? Well, that's when you're going to be shit out of luck because they're already 90 percent mined. A lot of them are lost. And a lot of people now are starting to protect them very feverishly with these great products like Blue Wallet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a hot wallet. Twelve words. It's extremely liquid. If you ever get into any trouble, uh, you know, this is again not financial advice, but that thirty-seven percent or whatever capital gains and liquidity. Bitcoin is perfectly liquid. Your government is trying to steal a lot of it from you via taxation, and that is totally up. I mean, it's up to you how you want to deal with that situation. <laughs> but so it, yeah, and. Yeah, no, no, I was going to say, yeah. So so to Griff's point, right, a hot wallet is is a wallet that is typically on your phone or on your laptop or on your desktop that's connected to the Internet. Um, and a cold wallet is uh, is a hardware storage, something that's not connected to the Internet. Um, so that's kind of the, the hot, hot wallet, cold wallet term there. But uh, to Griff's point, uh, Blue Wallet is a layer one wallet. That means that the Bitcoin you store in Blue Wallet is a Bitcoin layer one on the Bitcoin network wallet, meaning that all the Bitcoin you store is being protected by the Bitcoin network. Now, here, here's something to note, though, that is important to note. A hot wallet, meaning something that let's just say that it's on your phone. If it's on your phone, that means that there are vulner- security vulnerabilities on your phone if somebody steals your phone and they're able to access your stuff well then then they're able to access your bitcoin now is somebody going to be able to hack your bitcoin wallet no they're not going to they're not going to hack your bitcoin wallet but they can hack into your phone and if they can hack into your phone and you don't have security measures on your phone to keep your your hot wallet locked up then they could hack in to do that right uh, and that's but, why to the point you can start treating some of these layer ones and blue wallet like a savings account and you can treat and we'll get into this obviously a little bit later but there are wallets that are yeah. layer two wallets at this point where you could potentially just keep your bitcoin on there that you'd like to spend and then you have your blue wallet where you can and it does give you the option to take it offline and to you can delete the app take it offline so on and so forth what everybody needs to understand is whether you get those 12 words on blue wallet 24 words what have you your sign in 
your multi-sig, whatever you so choose, any wallet, any Bitcoin wallet on any service, any any service anywhere, as long as you have those words, you have your Bitcoin. Those services yeah. don't uh, need to hold Bitcoin, I guess, in a sense, because once you actually get those words, that is now your Bitcoin. You are, I mean, your wallet is out there. It is on uh, an openly sourced, publicly distributed ledger, which I am not too well versed. Like, I don't know if that's a security issue from just uh, like they knew who you are standpoint, but that does go against what everybody says in the sense that, uh, you know, they're like, well, Bitcoin is for the black market. It's like, well, actually, like as soon as you create a wallet, like everybody knows who you are in the sense, or they know what wallet you are. They know where your money is going or what it is doing on the layer one. So um, just some clarifications on like blue wallet and like, no, you don't just have to have blue wallet. Like you don't even need the application. You can get your Bitcoin on there. You can create a wallet. As long as you have those 12, 24 words, I've seen 36 as long as you, you can throw your phone in the lake, you can delete the yeah. app off of your phone. Yeah. You can you can plug those twelve seed key or the the twelve word mnemonic phrase into another application that allows you to access Bitcoin wallets. You can plug it in all over the place, anywhere in the world. As long as you got those twelve words, you've got your money. You've got as, your Bitcoin. As long as nobody else does, that's yeah. your value. And you can I mean, yes, literally, you can jump off a bridge tomorrow. And as long as somebody else knew your twelve words as close to you. That's about as much a will as you need in the Bitcoin world. <laughs> yeah. So, have those so that's how that's how to self custody your Bitcoin. Very simply, right now we're, we're obviously not talking about hardware wallets. We're not talking about all that stuff. We're talking about beginner level, uh, a really good simple system to utilize. So that's Blue Wallet. That's how you create your Blue Wallet in self custody, uh, or, or that's that's the the wallet I guess that you'll use to self custody. And we'll get into how to do that here in a second. So, the next step is to buy your Bitcoin. I'm going to start with Strike because I love Strike. That's what Griff and I both use to buy our own Bitcoin. Um, I think it's probably one of the best systems, uh, user interfaces to date. Um, love it. So let's jump into this sucker. So again, I'm not. I'm going to assume that you've already downloaded the app and you've clicked through. You've had to. So uh, Strike is a KYC, which is know your customer. Um, platform meaning that you're going to have to upload a, a photo of your id and not all states can do this i know like new york I, I think can't use strike yet there's certain so there's certain places i think it's vastly available in most other places uh, but we're going to get into a couple other platforms here in a second as well but so i'm going to assume that you've already downloaded this you've already kind of set up your account and all that kind of stuff so um i'm not gonna click on the time deal down here so you don't see other transactions but it's pretty simple, right? You got four buttons down here at the bottom. You got a home page. You got uh, uh, the little time button down here that shows you like all your recent transactions. Pretty standard there. Um, this is just your Bitcoin page where you can kind of click through and see the basic chart. There's not a lot of information here. It's super basic, right? Um, and then finally, you got like your, uh, your um, you know, kind of your profile page or whatever, right? Griff, would you send me 10 bucks here on Strike? Let's uh let's buy some Bitcoin here. So again, uh, I think that the investment of Bitcoin uh, is an investment in the infrastructure and the growth of Bitcoin. Um, and I think Strike is a great illustration of that. I mean, look at how simple this user interface is. It's very basic. There's not a lot of pizzazz to it. It's obviously black. There's their notification there. Uh, Griff sent us 10 bucks. So let's buy some Bitcoin here. 
Watch how simple this is. And also notice on Strike how when we send money and buy buy this Bitcoin, how little fees are going to be associated with mm -hmm. all of these transactions. Okay, so so we can see up here in the top in the middle that Griff's ten dollars that he sent me is right there. Now, if I tap on this little Bitcoin button, uh, it's going to give me some two options down at the bottom. It says buy and sell. Well, I want to buy, so I'm going to tap on that button. Now, also look at this. Uh, right above the numbers there where it says one-time purchase. If I tap on that, I've got all these different options here. I can buy hourly. I can buy daily. I can buy weekly. I can buy monthly, which is kind of interesting, right? So we could even set up like an hourly purchase. And let's say that I want to set up an hourly purchase of 50 cents every single hour. I can do that if I wanted, which is kind of cool. So I could do next and, and I could confirm this hourly purchase of 50 cents worth of Bitcoin every single hour, right? Which is right now that amount would be 2,242 sats, which is kind of cool. But for this one, let's just do a one-time purchase and we're going to do the max $10. Sorry, I, I kind of clicked through that quick. So one-time purchase, if you tap on that max $10 button, it'll just do the max, the total amount that you've got in your, in your account. So we can see that our, our buy price is $22,322.43. And that amount would be 44,798 Satoshis. So if I confirm that purchase, oh, request expired, refresh, confirm, and purchase successful. I can tap on uh, the screen there. And now I own 10 more dollars worth of Bitcoin. Now I can also, I can also sell, let's say that I want to sell all these Satoshis. 48 bucks worth. I'm going to confirm that. And let's say I want to send Griff. Uh, I'm going to tap on Griff's profile here and I'm going to send him uh, thanks for the sats. And I'm going to send him 11 bucks back. Confirm. And I bet Griff gets a notification here in just a second. And let's say that I'm going to set up another buy and I'm going to do an hourly buy and let's do 50 cents. 50 cents every hour. And it's just going to keep doing that until I run out of money. So let's just keep doing that. So now it's going to buy me 50 cents worth of Bitcoin every hour. Now, the question you might be asking, how do I self-custody this Bitcoin? Great question. Actually, I think we're going to have to buy a little bit more. Let's just go ahead and buy all of this. And just for clarification of that, Strike is a layer two application, meaning that it is operating oh, on the Lightning Network. <laughs> and... What that means is like layer two on the Lightning Network, Strike is essentially able to send Bitcoin for the lowest fee possible. So if you want to buy Bitcoin and send it to Blue Wallet, for example, and truly self-custody this Bitcoin, because when you have it on the Lightning Network, um, I don't want to say that it's not yours, <clears throat> but you obviously you don't have keys. So it's not really your Bitcoin at the at the very, very end of the day. And so when you send money or if you send Bitcoin from Lightning to Bitcoin, essentially the idea is that Lightning can take on about millions of transactions per block and do it for almost nothing. And Strike is the first implementation of that. So when Nick gets his uh, ability back, you can send your Bitcoin from Strike to your blue wallet for a very, 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 very low fee. And boom, it'll be there. In, I mean, very, very, it'll be there in seconds. And <clears throat> likewise, on these like layer twos, there's other implementations that we could go around and find on the Lightning Network where it's like, oh, we can spend it super fast. Cash App is a Lightning Network. 
uh, has like network capabilities, but for the purpose of the little segment here, Nick can probably send some of this, some of these Satoshis to his blue wallet. Um, Absolutely. So let's, let's jump back into the sucker here. So now I want to send, I've got the, I've got my $37 and 12 cents up here worth of Bitcoin. And I want to send it to my blue wallet because I want to self custody my Bitcoin. I want to hold it and own it the right way. There's a little button in the top right that looks like a little paper airplane. If you tap on that sucker, um, it's going to say scan or paste a Bitcoin address, making a payment, use the pay feature on the home tab. So you can actually scan a QR code, somebody's Bitcoin wallet QR code, or you could tap the paste button that's a little dark in the bottom and you can paste your Bitcoin address so that it sends to that address. Well, let's go back to Blue Wallet and let's go get that address here. So I, I came back to my wallet that I created, right? And you'll see two options at the bottom, one that says receive, one that says send. Well, I want to receive Bitcoin into this Bitcoin wallet. So I'm going to tap on that receive button. It's asking here if I've saved my, my backup phrase, and I'm going to say, yes, I have. I have done that. So now here, this would be that QR code that somebody else could scan, and they could send Bitcoin to that address. Now, there's also that, that long string of letters and numbers below that. If you just tap on that, it'll copy it to your clipboard. You could also share it, and you could send it to somebody else, which is kind of a cool feature. But for this purpose, I'm just going to tap on it, copy it to my clipboard, and then I'm going to come back over here to strike, and I'm going to tap on that airplane button up here again. And now you see that the paste button is white. It knows that I've got uh, a Bitcoin wallet address saved in my clipboard. So I'm going to paste it. And, uh, and I'm going to say, I'm going to send all of these sats over there. Now I'm going to confirm it. Now you, you also can see that that long, that same, that same string of letters and numbers right there should match this string of letters and numbers that we just copied. Now, because we copied and pasted, I'm not worried about it. Uh, but that's how, that's how you do it. I'm going to click confirm and it's going to send 166,000 Satoshis over to Blue Wallet. And it'll process over here in, I don't know, probably about an hour or so, give or take. Um, and that's, uh, that, that'll happen directly on the Bitcoin network. Some miner somewhere will verify our transaction into the blockchain, net, or into the blockchain which is really cool. And, and we'll probably get to see that notification while we're, uh, while we're on the show here. So we'll wait for that. Um, as you can see, our Satoshi's up at the top is zero now it's in the bitcoin network in the transfer uh process so we can actually tap on this deal and we can see that we had bought uh and i think that we had sold or that we'd sent it maybe not but uh okay so so that strike uh, it's super simple to use that's how you buy and that's how you self custody on strike griff uh how are you using strike right now i know you're a big strike guy do you do uh, deposits? You know, we didn't talk about direct deposits and all that stuff, but how are you using Strike? Yeah, so I get 5%. I think it's 5% of all my checks just go to Strike. And I used to just put it right into Bitcoin, but then I actually enjoy the DCA feature of it because... Which is dollar I, cost average, right? I, <clears throat> yes. And I sympathize with the average Bitcoiner out there because it's like, okay... I mean, I'm encroaching on having quite a few sats myself, but I'm not talking on here like I have Bitcoins. I'm talking on here like I have sats. 
And when you're buying sats at this point, because Bitcoin is still 25, like Bitcoin is 20,000. It's not cheap. Okay. Like I, I know it's not 69,000, but it's not like Bitcoin is cheap. Okay. And so you want to get, you know, the most bang for your buck when you're exiting the fiat system, you know? And so yeah. I DCA hourly, I buy a dollar an hour, $10 an hour. It pretty much depends on, you know, like what the principle is, like how much money I'm putting in at one time. And that's how much I'll buy an hour. And I kind of set like a window. I'm like, okay, if I am a trader for this for today, because in Bitcoin, it, it is high. Like, it's, dude, the price goes up and down. Like, yeah, if you would hold it for a couple of days, you'd probably be happier than some other days right now with where it's at. So I kind of like take, I, I think it's fun. I'm like, okay, over the next 36 hours, you know, maybe this is when I should buy my Bitcoin or 48 hours or 72 hours or a week. And I'll essentially set my hourly or um, weekly, but it's more hourly DCA into Bitcoin. And I buy it on strike. And then every so often, I'll send it to my layer one. Um, uh, on, since Bitcoin went from 45 to 20 something, I'm more inclined to hold it in strike where I believe it's not a taxable event to sell it back to Bitcoin and just, you know, you have your money. It's very liquid. Um, not that I don't believe in Bitcoin fellas, but I get overzealous just like everybody does. And I try to put more money in than I should. And <clears throat> I mean, I'm not silly. Like at the end of the day, I recognize the silly nature of that sometimes. And strike is actually a really good application for that. The only problem is you can only buy a thousand a week right now because, um, on Bitcoin, it seems like developers don't get way ahead of themselves. It seemed like they actually do pace a lot of these developments and the lightning network is not ready for mass scale everybody join on it it's not it's not there yet i don't know from a security standpoint from a transaction standpoint from a user like ability standpoint it's still got time to go um but you can buy a thousand a week on strike and you can move it around and you can send it to your blue wallet the only thing is, is when you send it to your blue wallet uh can't send it back to your strike you can in some alternate ways but i guess that's what i actually like cash App for which i think we'll talk about next cash App has uh a wallet feature as well as this exchange feature that strike does. But if you already looked at the difference from the beginning, strike is the cheapest. I mean, I'm glad we showed that first. If you use strike, it is the cheapest way to buy sats, hold sats, exchange sats, send sats to the layer. One is the cheapest place to do all of the above. I guess the only problem is that it doesn't have a signing device feature or a wallet feature. Um, and it doesn't, you know, you can only buy a thousand a week. Some of us, I guess, yeah. if you make a big paycheck, you want to buy more than a thousand a week, you know. But Well, let's jump into Cash App here. So you've created your blue wallet and you want to use Cash App to buy your Bitcoin and self-custody that Bitcoin. Now, Griff kind of already mentioned why you may not want to do that. Um, fees, right? And we're going to get into that here in a second. Again, I'm assuming that you've already got uh, the Cash App app downloaded, and that you've already got an account. I think a lo- I think a lot of people do. I would say most people probably do. Um, so I'm not going to get into like every single little feature of this app, but this is how you buy Bitcoin in self custody from Cash App. So as you can see over here, I already got I already got ten dollars and seventy five cents here. Griff, don't worry, you are going to get your uh, you are going to get your ten bucks back. Wait, did I already send it back? I already sent it back to you. I yeah, sent it back had, to you with interest. You already, you already had 10 bucks in here, okay. but you can keep sending me money, Nick. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, no you're, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to deny I'll that. I'll buy some sats. So I'm, I'm known <laughs> to, you send me a little extra 20. I'm like, cool, sats. Thank you. 
Uh, okay, so, so I've already got $10.75 here um, in, in the card balance. So all the way at the bottom right, you can see that little B. That's the Bitcoin sign. Now, I, I obviously, it's showing that I don't own any Bitcoin because I don't own any Bitcoin in Cash App because I don't use Cash App. And I'm about to show you why here. So um, I, I'm not going to really get into some of these types of details, I guess, down here. Let's just buy some Bitcoin. I'm going to tap on the big blue button that says buy. Who could have guessed? I'm going to tap $10. Um, it looks like they've got some different order types. So you can do a custom purchase order, which I do like. I really would like that um, on strike. You know, like, hey, if it hits, if it comes down to this price, buy X amount or whatever. I think that would be really cool. And then you can also set up the auto invest so that you can do it on a regular recurring basis, which is good. So we're just going to do a one-time purchase order. We're going to do a one-time order, $10. I'm going to tap the next button. It's going to happen from my face. And now, now I want to I want to pause here for a second before we confirm this. So look at this. So funding source, Cash App, ten dollars. Amount is forty three thousand nine hundred thirty one sats. Exchange rate. So that's our cost basis of twenty two thousand two hundred sixty two dollars. Uh, symbol is is BTC. We're buying Bitcoin. Now the total Bitcoin purchase is nine dollars and seventy eight cents. Fees twenty two cents. Notice that. We've now got fees entering the equation where as a strike, we did not. Griff, what, what what do you got? I would just like to say, because I don't know. Do you have the wallet feature on your cash app? Um, I believe I do. Okay. I'm just I wondering because I know cash app, I've seen on the headlines that they claim some sort of lightning network capability. So I'm yeah. yeah. Have, have you ever used it before? I have used it. I've used my wallet. I'm just surprised, like, when you just bought that $10 right there, like, I'm surprised there was that high of a fee because if you know, on Strike, yeah. they use, same thing, lightning rails to make to carry out all of their payments, and there's no fees because it's kind of the point. The only yeah. fee you pay with Strike is when you send it to the layer one, you lose some Satoshis to the miners. I, mm-hmm. I'm more or less, like, you don't even see how much Strike takes. Um, yeah. So, I was so just let's... So let's finalize that purchase here so again buy i'm going to do a one-time order i'm going to do t- that ten dollars next i'm going to ask for my face again and now after we've looked through those those terms here right wanted to make sure that we pointed out the fees there i'm going to confirm the purchase and it is now we've purchased forty-three thousand sats i'm going to tap done and now it shows that we own nine dollars and 78 cents worth of bitcoin so now you can see we've got some options here that we did not have previously. We've got a buy, a sell, and we've got a similar logo as Strike did. Uh, it's in the shape of kind of a paper airplane where we can send Bitcoin via the Lightning Network, uh, via the Bitcoin Network Rails. Uh, and we're going to do a very similar process to what we did with Strike. So I'm going to start, I'm going to go back to, to uh, Blue Wallet initially, because I know that we're going to need this, that, that same code that we copied when we did strike. Look, there's our strike, there's our strike payment actually just came through. Yeah, I was so going to say, you said, you said cool. that that would take like an hour or something. And yeah. I was like, I think strike so, to Blue yeah. Wallet actually is pretty darn fast. Yeah, so there's, Wallet so it shows, back. so you can see it says one confirmation. That means that there's, there's been one validation on the Bitcoin network. Um, and as time goes on, that will exponentially increase as all the other blocks get validated on top of it. So that's cool. So there's one confirmation. So that's cool. Um, and again, remember, if you tap on that amount, it'll show you in Bitcoin terms. So that's 
the amount of Bitcoin, and that is the amount of Satoshis. Now, notice these numbers are going to be the almost the exact same, right? 0.0016675 or 0.775 Bitcoin, right? And Satoshis is one one hundred millionth of a Bitcoin, so it is one hundred sixty six thousand seven hundred and seventy five Satoshis. So we're just going to leave it for dollars for now. But again, going back to Cash App, I'm going to tap this receive button down here at the bottom. And I'm going to tap on that long string of letters and numbers, and it's going to copy to my clipboard. And now I'm going to come back to Cash App, and I'm going to tap on that, that button on the far right that looks like a triangle or paper airplane, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to tap on that sucker, and I'm going to, it, it, shows, uh, it shows all my, my sats available up at the top, 43,000. Um, I'm going to just type in that number. It might make me reduce it for a network fee or something. I don't know. Um, let's see. So I'm going to send... And so right here, it says it says that I can put a name, I can put a cash tag, or I can put a BTC address. So right there is where I'm going to tap, and I'm going to paste, and there's my Bitcoin address. Now, I can add a note in here. Uh, let's just call it a test, and I'm going to say done. I'm going to say that it is a Bitcoin wallet address, and I'm going to tap next. It's going to ask for my face again, and it looks like you got a couple of options here. Um, uh, of, of what you want to do here. I'm, I'm probably just going to do a, you know, a, a pry or a rush. You know, I don't, I don't really need, I don't really need this thing to go super quick. So you can see here that says arrives in about two hours. Um, I think, uh, I think these, these third parties, they've got their own internal, like it has to be confirmed X amount of times before we release it as a complete transaction. That's all that this is. So you can pay a higher transaction fee if you want it to, to show up in your blue wallet quicker, um, there's not really much need to do that. Um, so I, I typically don't. So I'm going to do the one with the least amount of fee, right? Uh, so, so the fee on this is 4,600 Satoshis or a dollar and three cents. So I'm going to tap next and oh, insufficient Bitcoin balance. So, so now I have to, oh, dadgummit. Okay, so I, I kind of skipped a step there. It reduced the amount that we were sending because it was utilizing some of that to pay for the transaction fee. That's all that it did. Kind of skipped over that quick. Shouldn't have done that. But either way, it, it automatically does that for you. I tapped reconfirm, right? And now it has initiated that withdrawal of those Satoshis. So I'm going to tap done. And now you can see that I no longer have any Bitcoin up here. And here in about two hours is what it claims we should see that transaction pop up here in the blue wallet. <clears throat> Pretty user-friendly. I mean, people need to Pretty understand yeah. that when the internet first came out and computers and all of those types of things, it was pretty gross looking. This is this is gross looking compared to where the Bitcoin network will be and its applications on the Lightning network. These are decentralized apps. I mean, whether people would like to admit that or not, Cash App, is a D app. Strike is a D app. There are these actual implementations on a layer two that are actual applications. And I think people need to understand they're only going to get better. Um, and they don't compromise the integrity of Bitcoin. I mean, all these shit coins, Ethereum, all of these other things, you can go on there. The transaction fees are really high. Uh, it's kind of brutal to use, but at least when you're using Strike or Cash App or you're just operating on the Bitcoin network, you can see that it's getting built out. I'm just interested to see, like, who's going to be the first one that, you know, goes to mom and pop shops or maybe that's not what's most important first. 
not really too sure, but who's going to be the first one that makes it so that we can go to Walmart and just spend it on a, you know, Walmart has their own lightning node of some sort and they have their own app or there's just an application. It's like a, because this goes to the point, Bitcoin will be a utility. I kind of, that's what I think is going to happen with the regulation. It's a commodity, but the network is a utility and the government cannot. The use value of it is the efficiency. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. Like, Bitcoin actually does change the game to the point where it should be a public utility from a government standpoint if this country is truly free. Because what banks do was a necessary evil, I guess, of sorts. It's no longer necessary. And the more applications like Cash App and Strike and the better these guys get, the more people that just have nodes running, um, quite honestly, is like the faster Bitcoin is going to take over. And as an investor into the Bitcoin network, this is what we're talking about. <clears throat> Bitcoin as a network it, it being the investment um, going over these wallets. Like I'm pretty confident that this thing is going to get carried out because they're literally building these products on the Bitcoin network for for free. I mean, like they're trying to find some way to build a business within it and probably make a little bit of money. But they're essentially building on like it's like Twitter being built on the internet. Like these guys are just taking the Bitcoin network and trying to give you consumer products that you can use so that we can like use the Bitcoin network. And yeah. it's pretty exciting because there's just so many services. I mean, we're not going to be able to go over every single one. I mean, there's Swan Swan Bitcoin. Um, there is yeah. I mean Venmo. I mean, all of these payment services yeah. are going to start getting wallets. Um, it's just that some of them might miss the mark because they're going to spend a lot of time developing these crypto wallets and not just Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. That's why we kind of represent Cash App and Strike. We're Bitcoin people. This is a Bitcoin podcast. Um, we're not going to sit here and show you scams and tell you that you know there's going to be a Walmart coin when you go to Walmart and you're going to spend that and then you're going to go to Target <laughs> and you're going to have a Target token. And it's not going to work because quite simply, one, from a regulatory standpoint, they've already said that it's not going to fly. And two, Bitcoin is the only one that is truly like the internet is truly decentralized. It is something that, you know, nobody has more control over, over than the other. They can only give you better products. So strike and cash apps only ability. The only thing that they can do in terms of relate, like how can they manipulate Bitcoin? I guess in a sense is they can give you the best damn product possible for the lowest fees possible, because that's what matters in Bitcoin um, and that's why Bitcoin's great. People are going to be competing to give the consumer a literal better product, a better, um, I don't know, better experience, but also just like the value of it will be better because the whole point is making it as cheap as possible, which is like, I don't know, as the bit, as a Bitcoin hodler, I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. People aren't trying to scam me. You know, like, it's like, I feel like in every other industry, it's like, what's that transaction fee? Like even Venmo nowadays, man, I'm like, Oh, I only really use Venmo when I do need that instant transfer. You know, yeah. like, hey, here, I need this money. I, I forgot to pay this bill. It's eight o'clock at night. I, I just need it right now. Oh, you guys are taking ten dollars from me? Ten dollars <laughs> for what? For what? Just to like move these digital numbers to these digital numbers? I mean, you're telling me that the the, the double and it's all it's all it's not like there. you don't need an again you don't need an operator to connect to you to the the person that you're trying to call it's automated it's automated it's so via silly. technology yeah yeah exactly it's so silly when yeah. i i think this just demonstrates like bitcoin is going to be 
a utility. I don't know what you think about that, Nick. I know like XRP is kind of called out as a security. Like, yes, I mean, they're done. A lot of these other uh, cryptos will be looked at as securities. Coinbase had a manager, uh, insider trading. I don't think that's going to go very well for those cryptos and for I heard, uh, I heard Coinbase. It, like it's all crashing. And I think people need to understand. Uh, I think we have one more. I think we're going to go with Robinhood. When you buy yeah. on an exchange, you need to understand that those keys, like if it's not your keys, it's not your coins, like period. Now, it doesn't mean that these exchanges are the the worst thing since, you know, I don't know, the Germans. Yeah, like, you know, I, I like Robinhood. Like, I like Robinhood. I like Strike. Yeah, it's I, fine. I gotta admit, I'm a fan of Robinhood. I like Robinhood. I you think just it's have a great user is what I would say. I mean, you just have you to know. know what you're getting into. You like, you need to know that if yeah. you don't have the damn 12 words, that at the end of the day, Robin Hood and a lot of these major players, they are playing with your money. I mean, they are they are treating you like a bank and they are going to try to find some return from somewhere else with the money that you're giving them. And that the Bitcoin promises they have, they're just that. They're Bitcoin yeah. IOUs. They're not, they don't have all of the Bitcoin for all of their users, which should spark a bank run. But every time yeah. that happens, somebody kind of steps in and it's kind of a mess. And that's why you just don't want your Bitcoin on exchanges. Yeah. One, yeah, and, the, and the key, and the key is that it's, the key is that it's about storing your Bitcoin, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, cause, cause right now you've got to use, utilize some exchange to buy Bitcoin, right? To exchange us dollars for Bitcoin. Um, so you have to utilize an exchange in some sense, uh, but you don't, you don't want to store all your Bitcoin on a third party because you don't actually own that Bitcoin. So let's jump into uh, let's jump into the next piece real quick. We're gonna jump into Robinhood. Um, I, you know, Robinhood is uh, is is a platform that I really actually like. Um, I've used Robinhood for a long time, a couple years now. It's actually where I got my start in uh, kind of investing in money and starting to learn the markets and stuff. So Robinhood's got a sweet spot in my heart. Um, but again. You want to buy Bitcoin and you've started your blue wallet and you want to self-custody the Bitcoin you buy and you want to do that on Robinhood. Let's do it. Um, before we do that, I've only got a dollar and 11 cents here and it's all in Bitcoin. So I'm going to add a little bit of money here. Uh, beautiful part is that you can do like the instant transfers. Um, so let's, I think it's going to ask for my face. Maybe, maybe not. Instant deposit available. Not now. Okay. So now I've got $10 in buying power and I'm going to buy some Bitcoin. So uh, if, you don't, if you don't have Bitcoin already like somewhere in one of these lists that you may have created, let's just search it. Bitcoin, the, ad, the, the magic internet money. I'm going to tap on Bitcoin there and it's going to pull up the Bitcoin chart. Now, I, I like Robinhood's charts. I think that they're pretty slick looking. You can see like a more live, like past hour um by the hour type chart which i think is kind of cool you can see the day the week you know the chart stuff here is pretty similar if you guys don't know how robin hood works you're you may you may be a little behind the ball but robin hood is like the most simple easy beginner level wallet so again you got some different charts here where you can check some some, some stuff out you can see your current position all that kind of stuff there's some more information and some news and history and all that kind of stuff about it so again let's just buy there's two big old buttons here. One says buy and one says sell. I'm going to assume we're going to tap the buy button, and we are. Uh, now, it says I've got available $10 that I just deposited, so I'm going to buy $10 with Bitcoin. And it says estimated price, $22,000. That's our cost basis. 
estimated Bitcoin for the purchase. Looks like that would be 44,000 Satoshis. I'm going to swipe up and I'm going to submit my order. And it is sending the order. And my Bitcoin order is complete. So I've bought uh, $9.91 worth of Bitcoin. Price at executed, which is the cost basis at 22000 some change. The amount of Bitcoin that I've purchased. And then the new Bitcoin position, which is just your total position. So I'm going to click done there. Um, I don't want to automatically buy anything right now. So now it's going to show my total value is $10.99. Obviously fluctuating here. So now we've got that those same send and receive buttons right there kind of in the middle of the screen there. Uh, you might you might think that this is very similar to all of the other platforms. It is. Again, I already know that I'm going to need my uh, my my blue wallet address. So let's update. Oh, look, there's our uh, there's our purchase from Cash App coming through. So it is it is pending right now. So it says zero confirmations, but the but the network has seen it. So that's kind of cool. And you already have two. You already have two confirmations on your strike, which is yep. kind of. Yeah, there you go. Two confirmations on the strike. Security validation. Cool. That's what people. So, I, do you think that's what people don't understand the most is the those two confirmations, double spending problem, proof of work, blockchain, like all of it right there in those two confirmations. Like how powerful that actually is. People yeah, don't understand. So, that. Like people don't yeah. even fathom that how like powerful that is. But, yeah, and, and we need to we need to do an episode, maybe a good article read. Uh, go find somebody that's just done a ton, a ton of research and written a really good article about the double spend problem and, and how important that is. And all these and all these confirmations that we're going to see over time. Right. Go back and watch the proof of work versus proof of stake article read. Um, that's a good one, too, that plays into this. So so kind of cool, though, we can already see our confirmation. This first one was the buy on strike and sent to Blue Wallet. The second one here that has zero confirmations, it's still pending. Um, is the the purchase that we made on Cash App, which you can see that ten dollar purchase by the time it gets here, due to fees, is only eight dollars and seventy six cents, which is pretty wild. Um, but again, let's continue with Robinhood. So I'm just going to tap into my wallet again, right? I'm going to tap into my wallet, and I'm going to need to copy this this Bitcoin wallet address so that I can give it to Ca- so that I can give it to Robinhood so that it can send that Bitcoin that we just bought here. So I'm going to tap that receive button. The bottom left there. And again, I'm going to tap on that long string of letters and numbers, and it's going to copy it to my uh, clipboard. I'm going to come back over to Robinhood. It's asking for my face. Now I'm going to send Bitcoin from Robinhood to Blue Wallet. So I'm going to click on the send button. And uh, it says that I can either send or pay with Bitcoin, right? And I can lift this up, and it's my camera. So I can scan a QR code. I'm going to say enter manually. And uh, now it allows me to type in the address manually, or I can just tap in there. I can paste it, and there's my bl- my blue wallet address. I'm going to tap continue, and I want to. I'm going to tap on this send all Bitcoin uh, uh, option here in the middle. Uh, so I'm going to tap that. Uh, it's a, okay. So okay. So this is the same thing that I kind of skipped over earlier. So it says you don't have uh, X amount of Bitcoin for this transfer which includes a network fee of X amount, please enter a lower amount. So what we have to do is enter a lower amount so that we can also pay for the fee uh, of the network in order to send the Bitcoin. So um, let's see here. Um, I I guess we're going to have to do this manually. Um, Let's see. 
I don't want to send in USD. How do I? Oh, I got to back it up. There we go. Let's just do 45,000. We'll see. Let's see if that works. It's what so interesting I- how, like, in going through this, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's just going to take a lot of lightning nodes and a lot of these payment yeah. services to basically just be like working with each other. Because when you do it on the Lightning Network, because that's not something that we're going to do on this podcast today, is doing a Lightning Network transaction. Transaction When you send Lightning over to another Lightning wallet, it happens free and instant, like literally within seconds. Like it's like, boom, done. It's pretty unreal. It's, so we're showing you all of these L2s to L1s or just buying on an L1 or self-custodying or buying it on an exchange and then Nick's trying to send it over. But maybe this is why people don't like Robin Hood, Nick. <laughs> maybe yeah, well, so, so I was going to say, so this is what I was going to say is, uh, so Cash App uh, was really nice in that it automatically reduced the amount so that it could pay for the for the transaction fee and send all of the Bitcoin. It automatically calculated that. Robin Hood is not doing that automatically, so I'm having to do it manually. This isn't going to be exact and accurate. But I'm gonna try to do uh, forty thousand satoshis. Maybe that's gonna be enough. Let's review. It still says error. What what is the deal here? The network fees too high for how much Bitcoin you actually have. You need to do less than forty. You need to do like thirty. Point zero zero zero. Maybe not even thirty. To be honest with you, they're taking a good chunk of this transaction. Let's review this one. Oh my god! You're taking a good dude. chunk of it, dude. You got to take. What is the take, deal like, here? Point, did, do uh, no, 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 go back. Up? No, no, no. Go back. Do 0.0002, and it'll go through. Review. Error. Oh, I don't know. What is the deal here? Send well, all. and so on this episode all. of the Nick and Griff show, we put Robin Hood <laughs> in a casket because we were just trying to do a wallet episode and their wallet sucks we don't know how to actually send the bitcoin to where it needs to go um wow. so I i've, I've literally I done this Robin, before i don't Why use Robinhood, hood so i've never i've never experienced this but this I'm is crazy well that's i mean like i've done this before thing. here so i'm gonna do i'm gonna try this again here so this is this is showing right here in quantity that we have forty nine thousand four hundred and forty nine satoshis right Point zero 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 four nine four four nine Bitcoin. Send. I'm going to enter manually. I'm going to tap in here and paste the Bitcoin wallet address that we copied earlier. Continue. I want to send all. See. Okay. Let's see. You don't have that amount of Bitcoin for this transfer, which includes a network fee of. Okay. So. This is saying that it needs. What is that? Dude, that number that that transfer fee number is so long. So, okay, it's low, let's just go like a super duper low amount here, zero zero one. I mean, that's then that's too small. <laughs> uh, let's see here, two. I mean, that's half of it. That's half of the Bitcoin. Yeah, I think they're just. I, I honestly think. Okay. Well, it looks like it looks like the verdict is in. Strike is the best. <laughs> Strike is the best. Strike is the best, and when you can do more than a thousand dollars, it'll be even uh, better. Man. But yeah, dude, I don't know. This is odd. <laughs> this is allowing me to send. Oh, there you go. There you this go. is allowing me to send. Uh, uh, 
like three thousand one dollar one dollar and nine cents worth of bitcoin which includes the fee how Rough stupid fee is this i mean this is dumb this is the fee robin, really robin hood robin hood missing, missing i also have to use an authenticator app so I have to come over to this authenticator app and I've got to copy this code here. So I just tapped on it. Um, Let me just a, say it for the chat that we don't have. Fuck Robin Hood. We don't like yeah. them. We never have liked them. We don't like them now. We're not going to like them in the future. We might like their securities product where you can buy some stocks and things like that. But for the Bitcoin aspect of it, they don't understand. They support wow. all kinds of cryptos. They're clearly missing it on the transact the network fees because Quite honestly, Nick, you know what I think the problem is, is that they're not a lightning application. So this is not an easy Bitcoin transfer. This is like your. No, it, it, it is a lightning. It is a lightning application. Well, then I don't know. They just think I just don't like. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. I mean, but but look, see, so I think I think this kind of shows um, that, man, the infrastructure still is just not there. Some of these things are still yeah. difficult. Look at we're seeing Which is three, why being able three to confirmations buy on strike, one confirmation on Cash App, and that that tiny that tiny amount of Bitcoin that we sent over here from Robinhood will pop up here at, at some point as well. But uh, that's Isn't that's it? how to buy in self custody on Strike Cash App. Robinhood's a little scary. Semi Robinhood. Um, I've scary. used Robinhood a couple of times. Just because I had money in Robinhood and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy Bitcoin and send it to my blue wallet. And uh, and it was significantly easier than what we just dealt with. So I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if that's just too small of amount or what, but um, Robinhood has worked for me before. So I don't know what the deal was there, uh, but that's how to self-custody uh, and that's how to buy Bitcoin and self-custody on some of the major platforms. So um, I hope that just that was useful. It is, uh, I thought it was very useful, to be honest with you, and I thought it was a great podcast idea, and I'm glad we did it. I would just like to say that the Internet's not that old, and there's not that many people who code and build programs on the Internet and are building software. And then, likewise, there's even less people building on the Bitcoin network, developing it, building these applications right now. But young people are coming. And becoming a coder and a software developer and the computer science of nature is becoming more and more popular as the world gets more digitized. And so when you buy this Bitcoin, you have to imagine like in 40 to 50 years as a young person, if you're in DCing into Bitcoin right now, as long as you have your keys, you will be a part of this everything divided by 21 million future. And the importance of that is to understand that the talent is coming. I mean, this is these applications that we're so early. We're just trying to get it to the point where we can spend Bitcoin easily on websites, spend Bitcoin easily uh, out in the marketplace. Like we're doing the real world, the digital world. And people need to understand it's, it is very, very early. Bitcoin didn't ask to go up to 69,000. Bitcoin didn't ask to crash to 22,000. Bitcoin it has no say over any of this kind of stuff. So when you're buying it and you're you're trying to trade it, I caution you, if you're trying to buy it, knowing that you're basically going to get a say in, uh, let's just say like a 21 year old that's not even born yet, that is a computer science, like the next Jack Dorsey, the, ne the next uh, whatever software developer is going to come along and quite literally, they are going to have to build on the Bitcoin network and you have your signing device, you have the Bitcoin, 
you the only way that they're ever going to be able to get the investment to do anything is to go through you. And all you have to understand right now is one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. And you have to understand, like Nick demonstrated here, how to self-custody and maybe just move it around a little bit. Because right now in its infancy, it's even impressive we can do that. Like people, you guys understand when somebody has on that blue wallet showing two confirmations, that basically confirms the Bitcoin was spent. It's now on the blockchain. Multiple miners from all and it's over. Been, and it's been validated two times. Right. So there's no double spending issue. The accounting issues were good. And it was trustless. I mean, there's nothing. Dude, there's literally nothing. These miners, like, we don't even know where they are. They're, there's literally nothing. They secured the network and yeah. we're moving on. The f- people need to understand that that right there is worth, that's worth $40 trillion. <laughs> like, that's worth that's worth $100 trillion. That's worth everything because right now the world's run by banks. Literally, it's been run by banks for it's all of its existence. And that right there displaces banks. And I could read this tweet that I thought was good. You can, where was it? It was actually our boy, BTC Polybian, who we need to have on again, by the way. We do. Um, yeah. But imagine, oh, no, no, that is not the one that I want. Man, he has like, how does he have multiple great tweets in one day? That's insane. So uh, while, while you're while you're pulling that up, I was going to share, I was going to share my screen again here and show you. It is pretty cool. So on Blue Wallet, um, before I share, I got to, crank out this password one second i got a big long password on here so that people can't just hop in and steal a bitcoin oh dude and i'm gonna oh here we go it wasn't even him it was safetydean.com but if bitcoin works at obsolete central banks this is the most economically and politically significant development happening anywhere today if you are being distracted from that by people selling centralized securities pretending to be decentralized or JPEG receipts, you are not going to make it. But that's so true. People need to understand the banking runs the world right now. And Bitcoin mm-hmm. is literally taking out the need to literally taking out the entire need of a bank, period. That's what I'd like to close with on my thoughts is my mom is almost 60 years old. She's worried for me. I buy Bitcoin. She's this, that. But then she tries to learn it. And she's getting to the point, I think, where she's like, oh, it might, I, sh- I should probably buy some of this stuff because it might not help me, like, you know, become a multimillionaire or 50 years from now, but 10 years from now, it'll be worth a lot more. But she's starting to understand how important it is because I asked her, do you ever have a good experience at a bank? <laughs> Has that ever been fun for you? Do you enjoy all of the big money in the world just getting to kind of do what they want? Because at this point, everybody accepts that. Uh, and like some people try to defend the billionaires, some people try to um, take them down. I more or less would just say that they've taken advantage of a system that is not truly a free market and is not truly sound and it's an easy money world. So it's not really their fault. They're just killing it. But all I'm trying to say is my almost 60 year old mom can see the benefit of the fact that we might not need banks anymore. And that should almost be enough to like just kind of hop in here and play around with the blue wallet and the strike and the cash out because in 10 years the money is never going to change the network's only going to get exponentially better and yeah. there's already three confirmations in 28 minutes like that's so so looking on this stuff i think it's kind of interesting so again kind of tapping in here let's update okay so look so there's our there's our 3000 sats uh coming from uh robin hood now we see that that's Again, pending just like the cash app was before, zero confirmations on that. 
but so that so that now has popped up and been seen by the network. But going all the way back to the strike uh, transaction that we did here. So if I tap on that transaction, it says three confirmations. Now, uh, it look at I, I can tap on details up here. If I tap on details, it shows the input, the output. Um, which, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know really what these means. Transaction ID, I, I know that that's a transa- the ID of the transaction on the blockchain. <clears throat> um, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure. I just got to be honest. I don't know what this input, output, I don't that's know. That's how complicated it actually is. And yeah. But if you tap on the view in Block Explorer below, you can get even more detail on this exact transaction. So there's that transaction ID, right? That that's the ID on the on the the blockchain network. So it's got the timestamp there. The fee was a dollar seventy seven for the transaction, which was I think it was forty five dollars. So we paid a dollar seventy seven for forty five dollars, um, which is not hot, right? You don't love that, but it shows all these. Uh, um, look at this. So all these different inputs here. I think this is the these this must be for the entire block maybe no this is just for the transaction but you know like this is this is the deal right is like this is kind of complicated I don't really know what all this stuff means and and that that makes me bullish because it uh, it, it shows how early we are in the development of the user interface of all this stuff no. Somebody could hop on here and tell us exactly what all this stuff means, and it would probably be very simple. It'd be like, oh, this is what that is. That's what this is. And it would probably make a lot of sense. But, like, I don't even know what this stuff means. You know, median fee for the the median fee for the block uh, is 47 cents is what it's shown here. Um, you know, so you can see all of these new blocks that are being uh, added to the blockchain. So you can see uh, 70, 71. 72, 73. So these are just new blocks that are being added onto the network. And so, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. You can go down, drill all the way down and see more detail and stuff. If you're that kind of person, most people aren't. I'm not. I don't really care as long as the network is validating and and, uh, uh, processing my transactions, which it is, um, as we can obviously see here. So, um, yeah, that's how you buy Bitcoin. That's how you self-custody Bitcoin. If you're buying Bitcoin, you need to be self-custodying it. We've had, I don't know how many exchanges here recently go insolvent and going bankrupt and people getting their, their, their money frozen inside of these uh, exchanges and they can't get it out. That's not a good situation for anybody. Don't put yourself in that situation. If you are in that situation currently, I feel for you. I, I, that sucks. Um, absolutely bad situation. But if you are buying Bitcoin right now, you need to self-custody your Bitcoin now more than ever. There's all kinds of froth in the system because of all the, because of the entire crypto space, right? There's a lot of froth in the system, meaning that there is potential for a a nice little downturn, which we've seen since the all-time high, right? And and so uh, as as the prices go down, companies in the crypto space will become insolvent as they are, And as we're seeing, so buy your Bitcoin and self custody that Bitcoin. Hey, and come check us out one more time. Do you think we can get one more time? Can I get that one more time on the big screen? What should we do, Nick? I need to. I need to know. Buy Bitcoin and self custody your Bitcoin. Take it off exchanges. It's so much more important now more than ever. You got to buy and self custody your Bitcoin. Take the responsibility. Take the accountability and do it.
you know, I think that that's one piece that, uh, that a lot of people kind of miss there is that they think that a lot of people have grown up in this world where our, it's the bank, right? We can't, we save our money at the bank. We put our, you know, we put our gold and our precious metals in safety deposit boxes at the bank. And there's no self responsibility for protecting your wealth, right? Oh, I've got my 401k with fidelity or with so-and-so and they manage it for me. And, you know, I, I think that this world is kind of, uh, broken already, right? It's built upon a broken system. And so there are third parties that are managing things. Um, and, and, I'm, we're really getting into some stuff that, that is that is really good conversation that I actually had yesterday with Kyle. It was a really fun conversation, um, but not going to get into that. Moral of the story is buy Bitcoin and self-custody and own that Bitcoin the proper way uh, by using a uh, mnemonic phrased Bitcoin wallet and uh, store your Bitcoin there. Buy it wherever. I like to use Strike. We like to use Strike. Buy it and self-custody your Bitcoin. So uh, that was a, a fun little episode. I'm happy we did that. Come check us out on Twitter at Nick and Griff Show. We've also got a ton of our clips up on YouTube, um, which they may be up there for a limited time because we've actually got a subscription service coming out. On uh, I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure all the platforms that it will be, Um, But there's definitely going to be some extra content on there because we definitely do filter ourselves a little bit when we're doing the regular show here. Um, And so we're going to we're going to add some extra content and a subscription based service uh, dollar a dollar a month. And uh, you get a ton of extra content. So that's going to be kind of fun. We're kind of in the early stages getting that stuff figured out. Um, But go see the go see the clips on YouTube. I know that sometimes the long form content here is a little tough to digest. So go check out the clips. And on TikTok, yep, Griff's got the TikTok rocking. So go find us, uh, and I believe it's uh, just Nick and Griff, right? It's Nick and yeah. Griff. And I would really appreciate the TikTok one because after being on there for just a little bit in the crypto TikTok sphere, there's not a lot of Bitcoiners on TikTok, like like real Bitcoiners, eh? Yeah, there's a lot of there, dude. There's so many scammers. It's so it's so crazy. Like guys will get on there and they'll say one credible thing about Bitcoin, and they have a few thousand followers or whatever. And I'm just like, did you're straight up like one, you do not know anything like what you're talking about. You're literally putting pictures on a screen and charts that you probably didn't even come up with your own self. And you're just like speculating on the price and then people are following you. It's disgusting. But yeah, yeah so I would say get us on TikTok because uh, Bitcoiners, in my opinion, Bitcoiners, like I know we're on Twitter, like we should dominate TikTok. If we dominated TikTok, then we're dominating the young people. We're dominating a lot of these silly trading conversations so yeah get us on tiktok that's why i had nick uh blow up on the screen here a little bit he's like our face on tiktok i'm gonna have that beautiful face uh up there telling everybody to self-custody their bitcoin and if i could tell anybody uh if this is a clippable moment stop buying crypto stop buying all of them stop buying the shit coins they're no good stop buying the jpeg stop buying the shit coins they're not coming back they're not was it uh, Michael Jordan? Jordan. Oh, was it Michael Jordan? Yeah. Stop. Get some help. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, please. If you're if you're in crypto, all I would like to say is if you think Bitcoin is speculative, they're 100x more speculative, which means maybe you can make 100x more money, but I just want you to know if you're a regular person, you're probably not making that 100x extra money 
because you you would be like literally winning a lottery. I mean, that's what you're actually trying to do. You might be able to make a little money here and there. You might not be able to outsmart a few people, but if you're really on there to try to make millions of dollars, get some help. As uh, Stephen A. Smith may say, stay off the shit coins. <laughs> yeah, Come hit us on Twitter. Go, go check us out on TikTok. We will see you guys next time. Hey, and I got to give a shout out. We've got... 3% of our viewers in Argentina. So shout out to those Argentinians that are listening to us. Love it. Go Bitcoin. Hey, we've also got, let me check it here again. I think it's, I think it's, uh, let me make sure that that's correct there. Yeah, it's Argentina's 3%. Mexico is 1%. And Venezuela is 1%. Um, 88% of our viewers are here in the United States. So love you guys. This episode's more, probably a little bit more for you guys. I'm not sure around the world what types of exchanges are more common um but so this episode is definitely more geared toward the united states people that have access to the platforms we're talking about but shout out to the argentinians shout out to the mexicans and shout out to the venezuelans so uh thank you guys for listening in other parts of the world we're excited that we're uh we're we're, we're able to expand the reach also i've got a couple of questions up on our uh on our platform I think it's on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. I'm not 100% sure, but what uh, what platforms are you guys listening on? I know that Apple Podcasts is 50% of our viewers. Spotify is 26. And then there's uh, kind of a plethora of different, uh, different uh, categories. But then there's a big other category that's 16% of our viewership. So where are you guys listening? If it's not on Spotify and it's not on Apple Podcasts, where are you listening? Um Anyways, that is another episode of the Nick and Griff Show. I'm excited about that. Buy your Bitcoin, self-custody your Bitcoin, get it off exchanges. Come hit us on Twitter. Go see us on TikTok, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.